Hey, this is Mike C. of the Natural Man Podcast. I got to get this out of the way right off the top. This podcast is for educational purposes only, and nothing you hear in the Natural Man Podcast is to be taken as medical advice. Please do not use any of the information in this podcast to treat or diagnose any disease or condition. Before you undertake any medical treatment or change your protocol in any way, please only do so under the care of a licensed physician. If you're experiencing a medical emergency, please call 911. That's it. Here we go. This is the Natural Man Podcast with Mike C. Welcome to the Natural Man Podcast. My name is Mike C. I will be your host through this journey. This is our very first edition, and we are powered by RipAt50.com. It's the new book by Troy Casey. It includes the nine pillars of health that can lead you to a life of superior health, fat loss, and happiness. you got to check that out. It's at rippedat50book.com, and they are powering this podcast. Uh, we want to thank you guys for checking us out. This is uh, sort of an exploration into um, health, wellness, and just improving one's life and vitality. And um, we're going to have uh, a lot of different practitioners and health experts and doctors in upcoming episodes um, where we can sort of explore those avenues. And this is our premiere episode. Uh, I'm going to start right off the bat just by saying I am not a doctor. I am not a physician. Um, nothing in this podcast should be taken as any kind of medical advice of any kind or any sort of remedy to treat any ailments. If you are suffering with an ailment and seeking answers, then please consult a licensed physician. Okay? It's important for us to get that out right off the bat. Um, this is more for educational purposes. Um, we're going to be exploring different avenues of pursuing wellness through people that are in the know. I am not someone who's in the know. I'm someone who's always searching and on the lookout. So I just want to sort of share um, my findings and, and the different wonderful people that I've met in my own journey. And this first episode, I want to just sort of share my story with everyone just to give you guys context in what got me started on this path. Um, health awareness for me started with a uh, Dateline episode that had Jack LaLanne. Um, I had uh, seen Jack LaLanne on a Dateline episode many, many years ago, and I was fascinated by this man. I was fascinated by his lifestyle. I was fascinated by his um, just pursuit of, of wellness and, and health and his activity level uh, right into his older years was was truly an inspiration for me. So that was something that kind of started me on that on that path. But it's important for me to point out that I didn't make any effort to change my high stress lifestyle that I was living at the time when I saw this episode. I was inspired, and it moved me. Um, in such a way that it, it kept a permanent place in my heart and, and in the back of my head. Uh, it was something I never forgot. 
And this would have been probably my late 20s. I'm a little older now. But that's when that happened. And, you know, fast forward a few years later, I'm into my early 30s. I'm continuing with this high-stress lifestyle, trying to sort of get my career on track. Um, you know, uh, newly married. We purchased our first home, and I was just running on all cylinders all the time. And I was downing coffee and, and just, you know, hopped up on caffeine uh, 24-7, um, not taking care of myself, not sleeping the way I should have been sleeping. And then before I know it, I have my first cardiac episode. And I can just remember I was at the bank depositing, I, th I think I was depositing some checks or something um, for the business that I had uh, launched and was working on. And this tells you how long ago it was because I was actually physically at the bank depositing checks. That's not something um, a lot of us do too much of these days. Everything's kind of gone online. But that's, that's what I was doing. And I can remember I was so stressed out. I was running around. I had my mind on a million things. And um, I can remember standing at the teller and I looked down at my shirt and I could see my pulse was literally like my shirt was pulsating because my heart was racing so fast and so hard. It felt like it was going to, to, to break right out of my, break open right out of my chest. And it kind of freaked me out. So I didn't really know what to do. I started feeling kind of lightheaded. I don't know if it turned into a bit of a panic attack, but I, I felt like something was wrong. And so I called my wife and I remember telling her something's wrong. I, I don't know. My heart's going, it's beating weird. I feel weird. I don't know if I should just go to the hospital. And I can remember her being, um, very worried on the other end and, and both of us just not knowing what to do. So, you know, there was a pharmacy across the street from where I was. And I thought, well, I'll run over there because I think they had a blood pressure, one of those public blood pressure machines where you can sit and the cuff goes on your arm. So I went in there and I tried to check my blood pressure. And I can just remember it, the cuff inflated after I pressed the button. And after like, I don't know, 10 seconds, it just would shut off. And there was just a bunch of zeros on the display. And I've checked my blood pressure on this particular machine before. I knew how it worked. I was like, this is weird. So I tried it again. Same thing. I think I tried it a total of three or four times. And I just couldn't get a reading. There was just zeros on there. And I'd never seen that before. So I knew something was up. So I decide to call an ambulance. I call 911. Uh, paramedics arrive in like five minutes. They check my pulse. They confirm that it's not beating normally. It's beating erratically. And they leave me with a decision. They say, you know, you can go home or we can take you to the hospital. What do you want to do? And I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I felt really helpless at that moment. So I opted to go to the emergency room. And that's my first time in a hospital on a stretcher. 
you know, I was always visiting someone else up until that point. I made it to my early 30s, not having to be admitted into a hospital. But uh, that all changed on that afternoon. And it was a pretty traumatic thing. I think for me, they, they tried maybe three or four different medications before everything sort of settled down. And they sent me on my way. They told me to follow up with my primary care doc, which I did. I saw him shortly after, and he put me on uh, blood pressure meds to slow my heart down and prevent more of these episodes of just an erratic pulse, these palpitations. And so I started that. I started on this medication, and in the beginning, it was marginally successful. But it came with a lot of side effects. I felt awful on these meds. I was often tired. I was lethargic. I can remember one of our family rituals was going to a uh, large shopping mall in our area on Saturday afternoons. Um, I'd bring my whole family along. And I remember, you know, there'd be so many times where my wife would just go into a store and I would sit outside on one of the benches and I would almost always fall asleep because these medications just made me tired all the time. And I can remember we were at this uh, summer festival in the city where we used to live. And there was these different food vendors and, and kiosks with different local businesses and and uh, vendors all kind of lined up down this walkway. And one of them was a local chiropractor. He had his own kiosk, and he was checking people's spines. And so we decided, hey, you know, I've never been to a chiropractor. We'll go, we'll go in and, and speak to him. And so he checked our spines, and he asked us some different medical questions. And, um, you know, the subject of medications came up, and I told him what medications I was on. And he, I can remember he just looked at me. He kind of stood back, and he looked at me. I was 33 years old at the time. I remember this day vividly. And he, he asked me why I was on these particular medications. And at the time, I was convinced that I needed to be and that there was no other option. My, my heart was messed up. It wasn't working properly, and the meds were the fix. And he had this look on his face like, why are you taking those medications at your age? And I didn't have an answer for him. So about 18 months go by and I start developing heart palpitations. These are different from the ones in, in my first episode. Um, these were, what I found out later, are PVCs premature ventricular contractions, or some doctors call them premature ventricular beats. And it got really bad. It got to the point where I was feeling them almost hourly. It felt like a condition that was worsening. I was worsening. I was still on these medications, but these palpitations were, were starting and they were getting worse. And as a result of all this, I had developed anxiety issues. It had gotten so bad that it came to a point where I was afraid to get out of bed every morning. I'd open my eyes, dreading the day. That was a horrible 
chapter in my life. And so I take this recurring new issue um, back to my primary care doctor. And he's like, okay, you know, no problem. We'll try switching the meds. So we try a different medication. Again, a blood pressure medication. No change. Nothing. And soon enough, I end up back in the ER because I can just feel these large strings of multiple heart palpitations. And these, again, these were different from the first episode I had, but I just knew something was wrong. They put me on the EKG. Um, I think they might have done an ultrasound. I can't remember. It was going back some years now. But they looked at it and they just said, well, it's benign. It's benign. They send me home. Well, it sure didn't feel benign. And so now I get to a point where I'm scared because of my heart. It is my heart. It's one of the most important and vital organs of my body. There's not a lot of room for dysfunction in an organ like that. We all know that. And so I'm frustrated and I'm helpless. It's not helping my anxiety issues either. So my wife and I are at a a bookstore one day and she picks up a book by Kevin Trudeau called Natural Cures. Great book. It was uh, really good for someone who's suffering from a chronic condition and feeling helpless with the whole conventional medical route and seeking uh, another path or just seeking answers, but you have no clue where to begin. It's an excellent book for that. It was written some years back. When you are in that helpless state, it's a frightening place to be. You can get depressed and and feel helpless very quickly. And you might not get support from people in your immediate surroundings. Thankfully, I did. Or they'll just tell you, well, just listen to your doctor. You know, yeah, the medication has side effects. Well, listen to your doctor. He knows or she knows. And the problem is that depending on which doctor you see, you might get a different answer. You know, health and, and, and wellness, it's not an exact science all the time. A cookie-cutter approach to um, dealing with somebody's health issues isn't always successful. And it can put you in a difficult position because if you're getting different answers from different physicians you have to sort of self-navigate through all these different opinions that you're getting or suggestions. And I was at a loss. Like, I didn't know what to do. So my amazing wife suggests going to see a naturopath. At that time, I didn't even know what a, a naturopath was. I don't even know if I even heard the word up until she mentioned it. And so I thought, well, it can't hurt. I mean, what I'm doing is not working. So I made an appointment. She found one in the, the, the local paper listed somewhere. And, and so I made an appointment and I went. This was my very first experience with holistic medicine and the whole, the whole body approach 
And I have to say that this was a game changer for me. I was amazed at how individualized the approach was. This naturopath really knew what she was doing. She was great. I, we still keep in touch with her, and uh, I hope that have her on as a as a future guest um, because she's she's an amazing woman and has an amazing practice. And this whole experience just made me call into question the whole sort of cookie cutter approach to medicine. This one size fits all sort of approach that you know I had just mentioned a few minutes ago. You know, a typical visit to the doctor's office today is unfortunately often similar. You mention your ailment, and sometimes before you even finish your sentence, the doctor's already got a pen in hand writing a prescription for a medication that will ultimately squash the symptoms. But more often than not, it doesn't really fix the problem or address underlying issues. Now, as we age, we will naturally experience some level of deterioration in our health to some extent. You know, as our bodies go through the natural process of aging, um, you know, prolonged free radical exposure, there's a natural progression of aging that occurs and will sometimes acquire new aches and pains, Sometimes they're not too bad. Sometimes they're worse. Some of us are lucky and we can get by with very little. But, you know, it, it happens as you get older. It's part of the process. But the one thing I've learned is that we can often have some control over the quality of our lives as we get older. We can make conscious decisions every day that will give us better outcomes as we age. If we consume a diet high in processed food and we don't be more discerning with our food choices, we won't do as well as we will on an organic and plant-based diet or a paleo diet, which might be more selective as to carb intake or the types of carbs we might be eating. And... I just want to stress again that the mission of this podcast is to explore science-based natural approaches to wellness and holistic living. My hope is to gain helpful information from practitioners from the holistic realm and from the conventional realm as well that would join us on this podcast to talk to us about their approaches. And I hope that those of you who are out there suffering with ailments can begin to ask more questions if you're not getting the answers and seek out why you're suffering. You know, we can't always find all the answers. We can't always explain a particular illness we might acquire or a condition. But we can explore and we can ask questions And seek strategies to slow the aging process 
And sometimes, for some people, they can even reverse disease. Yes, I said reverse disease. It is possible sometimes in some circumstances. But it takes time and it takes research and it takes a personal commitment for us to make this happen. Some will have to make a bigger commitment, bigger commitment than others. And not all of us have the discipline. But from personal experience, I have learned that discipline is often what it takes if we're trying to overcome some sort of ailment or condition. It's difficult to make those lifestyle changes at first. But if you're committed to making a change, I can say from personal experience, it does get a little bit easier. Let me also say that allopathic medicine has its place in the equation. I want to say that from the get-go. This, this podcast is not going to be um, allopathic medicine bashing, doctor bashing. That's not the purpose of this. Listen, if someone's experiencing a heart attack or, or chest pains or, or someone can't breathe from an asthma attack, you can't fix these urgent situations with an organic smoothie. You likely need medications or surgical intervention, possibly, and you need to get to the ER in a case like that. If you're in a car wreck at 3 a.m. and you need your spine put, to, put back together after a collision, you need a neurosurgeon to put you back together. You don't call your acupuncturist. But I do believe that sometimes in, in allopathic, conventional medicine, we don't look at the root cause. It's heavily based on symptom suppression. And addressing the root cause of disease versus suppressing symptoms can yield very different results. And as the patient, we ourselves are in the driver's seat. We have to deal with the fallout of the decisions that we make about our health. And so that's the reason we can't afford to be afraid to ask questions and to do our own research and even get second and third opinions. That's what I did. I had seeked and seeked and studied and tried every diet, every natural, you know, every one that, that was possible. I mean, I, I can't fly off to some clinic in some far off country and drop 200 grand. That's just, that's not, that's not in the cards for me. But I had exhausted every natural health route that was available to me. I can say that in no uncertain terms. And so for me, I had to get a cardiac ablation to fix my cardiovascular issues, my, my heart arrhythmia. I needed surgical intervention. That was the remedy that helped me. Lifestyle stuff as well, diet, all those things play a part. Please make no mistake. And I searched long and hard for the right surgeon when it came down to me having to make this decision. And I was fortunate and I was blessed because I found one of the best out there. I firmly believe that. 
But we have to ask those questions when we're trying to find a fix or, or an answer to our health issues. And I've met some doctors that hate questions. Not any of mine, thankfully. Um, and many, are, many out there are okay with patient education, and that's good. Like, that's how it should be. Because ultimately, we have to live with those medical decisions. No one else does. And when it comes to our personal health and well-being, we ourselves as the patients are in the driver, driver's seat. Doctors work for you. You pay them. You are in charge. And the goal needs to be sur to surround yourself with clinicians that you trust and respect. And for me personally, it was important that they share my holistic living philosophy. That's not important for everyone, but it was important for me, and it still is to this day. And so I needed to find doctors who are okay sharing my health goals. I didn't want to be on medications for the rest of my life if I had a choice. Sometimes we don't have a choice. And that needs to be acknowledged. And it is what it is. But in this process, I had to weed out some of the doctors who didn't respect my wishes or agree with my personal goals. And this can be daunting. If you're dealing with a chronic disease and you aren't finding answers from the doctors you're seeing, it can be a lonely and very isolating feeling. You can begin to feel hopelessness, as I mentioned before. I've been there. I know this firsthand. But the reality is there's some truly wonderful doctors out there who can help you. It might take some digging. You might have to go through a quote-unquote interview process. But they're out there. I found them, and so can you. And I'm not just talking naturopaths and acupuncturists and, and you know, holistic practitioners as amazing as many of them can be. I'm talking about all branches of medicine. Specialists, cardiologists, gastroenterologists, neurologists, whatever it is, holistic, allopathic, there's good people out there in all forms of medicine. And so part of my purpose in doing this podcast is, is to empower the patient to take control of their health and to seek out clinicians and practitioners who can help them along in their journey towards wellness. We can't always cure every ailment we encounter. You know, eventually we have to die. No one lives forever. We understand that. That's a given. But our efforts and our personal investment in our health can have a tremendous impact on our day-to-day -day life and well-being.
I've found it a joy to explore new strategies for wellness and healthy living and talking to different people and, and sharing what I've learned. You know, I love the subject of health and wellness. I enjoy seeking out new ways of achieving wellness that make sense to me. They don't all make sense. There's some weird stuff out there too. But science-based evidence is always what I look for. I have a holistic dentist that I see who's also a personal friend. And, you know, every, t- every time I take my family there, when we're finished with our appointments, him and I end up talking about health and nutrition and, and something we might have seen on YouTube or, or whatever it is for like 45 minutes. You know, I'm a geek for this stuff. Sometimes we talk longer than the actual cleaning or, or you know, whatever reason I'm there for. And, and we're both the same that way. And why pursue wellness? Well, what, are, what other options do we have? My father had a lot of chronic issues over the years. And he counted on a medical system that ultimately failed him. He spent the last six months of his life in a hospital. And he died a miserable death. His liver had almost completely shut down. He had no immune system. He caught a virus that stayed in his system and it festered and he just couldn't shake it. It was awful to watch. He weighed less than 100 pounds when he died. And it was traumatizing for me personally because he was always a strong and and resilient sort of symbol of strength and manhood to me as I was growing up. And so to see my father just decline like that was so difficult. And this happened some years back and my father just never asked those questions. He never searched for answers. His doctors prescribed him pills and he obediently took them without ever asking questions. Now, I was never promised perfect health and and I've had a bumpy journey at times. But when my father passed away in 2010, I vowed to try to live differently. After I witnessed firsthand the suffering he endured, I vowed to seek answers and ask questions and begin to take control of my own personal medical care. And that's what I want to encourage everyone to do. And the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a a pound of cure, it's so true. It's way easier to avoid illness instead of trying to heal something that's already begun in your system and try to recover from it. That's always the more difficult route to take. And so the decisions we make now do affect our future. How we eat, how we sleep, our environment around us, they all impact our health and our well-being. And so we have to control as many of those variables as we can. We're never going to bat a thousand. 
But I firmly believe that the more we try to mitigate the damage to our bodies, the better off we'll be. So again, my hope with this podcast is just to empower people to be better informed about making wise nutritional decisions and to take control of their own health and their health journey. I plan to have guests from all around the medical profession, people who can provide us with their expert insights into health, into wellness, and strategies to overcome a variety of health issues. And I also just want to point out something that's very important. I have not arrived. I'm middle-aged. I feel pretty good most days, but I'm a work in progress. I have minor issues. I have minor aches and pains. I got knee pain that I deal with now because I used to run a lot in my 20s. And I don't think it's possible for us to feel 100% at every waking moment of our lives. We're all going to have the odd sleepless night. Some of us might have some back pain or some other issue at some point. But if we practice discipline and work to clean up our lifestyles, I think we can achieve better outcomes than if we just sit by and do nothing. You know, and by do nothing, I mean eating the, the sad diet, the standard American diet. I've tried the standard American diet. I mean, I don't even call it trying because it's just naturally what's available to us in the industrialized world. And so we just sort of take it on by default. It's low in all the things our bodies need, essential vitamins and nutrients and enzymes, everything we need to work properly, to oxygenate our tissues, it lacks all of that. And our entire existence in the industrialized world has become an existence of convenience, hasn't it? A lot of us eat what we eat because it's convenient and it's easy. We're chronically tired, so instead of improving sleep habits, we reach for coffee to get us through the day. And on the surface, this gets us through the day for a time, but eventually we will suffer the consequences. Our bodies were not designed to run on caffeine and junk food for an extended period of time. We can't deprive our bodies of what they need for years and years without eventually paying for it. Eventually, our bodies will crash. I've been there. I've done it. I've dealt with it firsthand for a long time. It makes life so hard. It can be hard on your family. It can be hard on the people who depend on you. It can flood you with unwanted medical bills. The, lists, the list of negatives is endless. And so many of us have to literally reprogram ourselves and start taking better care of ourselves. And it's easier said than done. I know, we all have to work. Some of us have to work multiple jobs, long hours. I get it. But then it might make sense to make proper sleep a priority when we're able. Or maybe we need to reach for a salad and, and not a hot dog. You know, I'm being general here, but if we don't actively 
make wellness a priority, many of us will deteriorate much more quickly as we age. And then your quality of life suffers. I can remember any time I'd go to a movie theater, no matter how great the movie was, I could not stay awake. Invariably, I would fall asleep every single time because I was chronically tired and chronically stressed, always fatigued. I had terrible brain fog, so concentration was a problem. I was not taking care of myself. And as I said before, we can take care of ourselves and still encounter health challenges. But it's my belief that you will lower the chances if you make that extra effort. So to me, it's worth it. All right, listen. I really want to I want to thank you all for for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, I've talked enough here. We're going to wrap this up. I promise you that this podcast will not be me blabbing for thirty or forty minutes every time you tune in. Um, future episodes will feature amazing guests from all areas of the medical profession, uh, everything from cancer survivors, doctors, other interesting people, um, other experts in the field, and. My hope is that they'll do most of the talking because they'll, they'll have a lot more to add to the conversation than I do. Um, so with that, we want to thank you for tuning in and uh, thanks for listening to my story. My name is Mike C. This is the Natural Man Podcast. Lots of exciting things are planned for this podcast. So we do hope you'll uh, like and subscribe and come back and check out um, more upcoming episodes. So uh, until next time, this is Mike C. of the Natural Man Podcast. Stay healthy. This has been the Natural Man Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. The information contained in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice of any kind or to diagnose and or treat any disease. Please consult a physician for personal medical advice. Always consult a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. Never substitute, disregard, or delay seeking professional medical advice or treatment because of something you've heard on the Natural Man Podcast. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek to help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.